Bet the Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week 8, college football recap here. Dude, this is the best time of the year we have. College football right in the middle of it. The NFL is going on. NBA is tipping off tonight. MLB's World Series is about to start. we got a game 7 tonight. College basketball in two weeks. Um, the hockey, don't really give two shits about. But this this is my second. I mean, probably for you, this is the best time of year. For me, this is always Absolutely. second. Just because March is... Obviously, my favorite time. Of year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for college basketball purposes, like March is the peak right now. This is just the peak of literally all sports. Preview to the college basketball season will be coming up here in a few weeks. I will say one thing: I have a bone to pick with just all of college basketball. I keep seeing on Twitter everywhere of these secret scrimmages, and they have stat lines. Yeah, of course. It's like, dude, this isn't a secret. Why just call it like, hey, SMU scrimmage Tennessee today? Mm-hmm. And then there's guys like on Twitter that I like follow who are like legit college basketball followers, but then are also like trying to like lean in on the secret and be like, oh, Chicago State had a secret scrimmage with Kentucky and they like only lost by two. And I'm like, what? No, no fucking chance. And then you dig into it. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah. So those are going. And also, if you're a big college basketball guy, there's quote unquote secret scrimmages all over ESPN Plus still going on yep. right now. But yep. To week eight of the college football season, nowhere to start, but Ohio State 20, Penn State 12 was not that close by any means. I have No, one. the score says one thing. The game, if you literally watch that whole game, says another thing. I have one gripe hmm. in that game. I know I'm in the minority, but I don't know how anybody watches a game with volume on that Gus Johnson is calling. Maserati Marv, like, dude... Shut the fuck up. That was so fucking annoying. After the second time, turn the volume up, put it on a quad screen. I right. don't know how people do it. I know I'm in the minority because he's believed. No, you're, no, you're, no, you're, you thought you were in the minority. No, you're starting to become the majority. Because, I'm in the minority now because I still love yeah, Gus. Well, I will tell you why. Because Gus definitely finds the team he's rooting for and calls it a little different for each team. <laughs> Colorado, yes. And For that game, I don't think I don't think you gotta you gotta look he's from a guy, neutral point of view, buddy. I'm trying to. You're not that he he was in he was sucking Ohio State's cock the entire game. I'm like, dude, again, no. But okay, I'm sorry, but what did Penn State do to make them suck? His? But even they're like somewhat like you know 15 yarders or nothing like that. Fucking Marvin Harrison catches a three yard out. It's like the end of the fucking world. Penn because well, he's the best player in college football. Care. I'm just like, dude, but we'll go ahead and with the recap. I just, I, I don't get it. Uh, so like I said, this was going to be a defensive battle and I mean, under was a layup. Yeah. Uh, never in question. Uh, I mean, just to start Penn state was 11 of 16 on third down that one conversion that they had. They one of 16. 
Yeah, what? You said 11. Oh, one of yeah. 16. I'm sorry. One of 16 on third down. That one conversion was with 50 seconds left. Um, Drew Aller was 18 for 43 for 191 yards and that one touchdown that was garbage time. Dude, those wide receivers for him were not helping him, and his offensive line was not helping him whatsoever. Like, we already knew that this was going to be a tough ask for the kid because this was his tr- first true road test. Ohio Stadium is, or the Horseshoe is not the easiest environment to go into. I know there's obviously other stadiums around the country that probably have a like louder whatever the atmosphere in ohio stadium is is up there and we already knew this was going to be tough for him but i mean dude his wide receivers couldn't get him and it couldn't help get any separation and i mean like ohio state was playing without their best corner now denzel burke was uh announced out before the game he was supposed to be a game time decision obviously did not play and then you had Jordan Hancock, Davison, Igmanosa, and the freshman Jermaine Matthews, who all absolutely stepped up without Burke and just made life hell for Drew Aller, Drew Aller and this offense. And I mean, Ohio State's defensive line, Jim Knowles deserves so much fucking credit. I was watching, like, obviously me being the Ohio State guy, I will break down Ohio State film before any other game. And, dude, watching, like, the All-22 of some of the blitzes, some of the stunts they had JTT going on, it was just, oh, it was so amazing to see. Like, for the first time, I can say in a very long time, the Ohio State Silver Bullets are back. Uh, on the flip side, the di- the biggest difference was Maserati Marv. No, just shut up. Just shut up. That's not gonna stick. (laughs) I I don't care. Uh, eleven receptions, career high, uh, one hundred and sixty-two yards, average of fourteen point seven yards per catch, and one TD. Obviously, what um, if you did watch this game, Kyle didn't play the best of games. Was still missing some people, but still four weeks. Four weeks until four weeks to get it right. That's all that matters. You got through this test. And I knew if Kyle McCord did not turn the ball over, we were going to win this game. Now, I will say, when that strip score happened, I was shitting my pants. Yeah, if I was a Penn State fan, I would have been upset with the... The call was right. The call was correct, 100%. And don't get me, it was an irrelevant play either because, like, literally Marv could... He was, if he's not held, he could be open in two seconds. Kyle McCord was... Lit- yeah. The play was supposed to go to Marv. You literally see Kyle looking at him the whole time, and as soon as the hold happened, that's when Kyle tried to move, the strip sack happens. Yeah, no, it's correct, Kyle. It just it sucked to be a Penn State fan and be watching it live because there was no flag, like, thrown up on the ticker. 
So you got to celebrate. Well, they're not always. They're, I know. But yeah. That one hurt. Oh, yeah. Because then, obviously, for one, the unsportsmanlike conduct call, like that one was fucking stupid. I see that a hundred times of the weekend. That's never called. The late throwdown. Fair call. That was a terrible. Fair call. call. I was so. It didn't matter. <laughs> I think Ohio State was going to No, I think, I think there was just something about that one that just, it literally felt like it was a whole minute after the whistle was blown. I've seen way worse. Yeah, we all have. Yeah, I that one I would have been griped about, but it probably didn't matter because it was first down anyway mm-hmm. so they easily still could have scored yeah but obviously getting a that's a 14 point swing right there with that call which no. was the correct call though it, yes there's no if ands or buts about and it I, yeah there was people on fucking big game boomers like how is that a hold i'm like he's literally mugging the man he literally took him to the ground yeah i'm like how in the world there was people like agreeing with him I'm like what are you talking about i'm i bet penn state plus four and a half i'm like that is a clear fucking hold yeah there was no question about that. Yeah, and uh, now also for the offense, still we won. No Trey Henderson or Travion Henderson, no Mecca Buka, no Denzel Burke, like I said, and we still found a way to win. Obviously still have things to get right on this offense, but also at the same time, you were going up against a top five defense. Like two, three of the best defenses in the nation, probably all three being top five reside in the Big Ten East, and that's Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. All three these these three games basically decide who who the playoff team is in the Big Ten, and all three of these games are going to be exactly the same. Like I like I yeah I want to I don't think to, like by stats Penn State's top five defense, but they haven't played literally any offense no i agree so we're the jury's still well they just played an offense so but at the don't clear you guys an offense we're an offense yeah you got one yeah yeah great yeah it's a undefeated offense it is um now oh i didn't realize how bad it was what they've played besides ohio state northwestern umass west virginia illinois delaware and west virginia (laughs) Yeah. No, it, no, it, it, it has been bad. As much as you want to give shit to Michigan for their non-conference or their their schedule, like Penn State deserves a little bit of it, but at least they played a team with semi-pulse in West Virginia. Yeah, I, and I do think, like, it's, don't want to get far-fetched. I think this is probably going to be very similar when they play Michigan, and mm-hmm. then it's going to be like it has been the last two years. It's going to come down to that last game between Iowa State and Michigan. Armageddon. And honestly, again, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think it matters who wins because I think they're both getting in. I mean, it's a lot of football to be played. Here's the thing. Yes. If Michigan wins, if Ohio state wins, I, it's the case gets a little bit tougher. It definitely does. But would it shock me at all if they get in there just because of the analytics? No, no, because honestly, like, I mean, we still have a lot. Like, we have five weeks left. There's still a lot of the season left to play out. So, obviously, we don't know what happens in the Big 12. We don't know what happens in the Pac-12, ACC, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, the SEC is getting one team in. Most likely, yes. The Big Ten probably has the best chance to make yeah. to have a case for two teams. But also, like you, then you need, like, Pac-12... Uh, ACC and Big 12 winners to all at least have one loss. Yeah. But 100%. I mean, this weekend kind of just, 
I didn't think they had a shot for t- team to get two conference. This weekend kind of made it that way. Uh, yeah, when expect, we get to the rest of the yeah, season. yeah. Some outcomes that really opened our eyes. Moving on here, Alabama thirty four, Tennessee twenty. Tennessee took the lead into the halftime. I think it was seventeen seven, and then everything that Tennessee had going right for him in the first half just came to a halt. Yeah, tail fucking two halves. Um, did they actually did Tennessee score in the second half? No. So it was twenty to. 27 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was literally a tale of two halves. Uh, up 27 or 20 to 7 at half. And then Bama just decides to rattle off 27 and win. And of course, it, the last fucking touchdown had to kill my under. Oh, that did too. I didn't pay yeah. attention to that. Plus, like, I mean, going into halftime, sitting on a Tennessee money line ticket, I was feeling pretty fucking good, bro. Yeah, um, and to be honest with you, I think Tennessee sh- probably should have been up by more at halftime. They could have, and kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Joe Milton didn't play; it didn't have his best game, but he actually in the first half, like in, in the first half, he kind of proved me wrong a little bit. And then I was like, okay, no, I know this guy in the second half. Yeah, it's just it's that band. I don't know how Nick's able to do it that he got this team to just flip that switch and say, "Oh, you think you're winning this game?" Ha. Yeah, and Milrow obviously came out in the second half, too, and played probably his best ball of the season, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't his best statistical performance, but from leading the team standpoint, yeah. And, I mean, it, I, Alabama in the second half just turned out to be too much. Just that last fucking fumble killed me. Fucking killed me. Yeah, and then I can't even remember how they scored on that last possession, but it was... Well, no, they, so they score, and then Milton just... The the last touchdown was the strip sack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that fucked my over, or fucked my under. Wasn't it... What's the, it's like some crazy stat. If there's a defensive touchdown and an under, you just get completely... Well, that that hit the over. No, I'm saying if you have, a, if you have an under ticket, yeah, and there's no, a defensive no. touchdown, the percentage... Yeah, there were a lot of... There's a lot of unders that I had that had defensive touchdowns. One that should have had a special teams touchdown and still cash, but we'll, yeah, get, we'll to get to that, that one later. Um, Florida State 38, Duke 20. Don't Okay, this is similar to high state game. Don't let this score fool you. This was a lot more competitive of game. Yes, Duke yes. Duke never trailed when Riley Leonard was in the game. Yeah, I w- I'll be the first one to say I was shocked when that first series happened and Riley's trouting out there. I'm like, oh, fuck. There, yeah, there was no... There was nothing that I could find that said he was going to be playing. It just said game time decision, game time decision. And yeah. obviously not being, they don't have the camera on him the entire time to kind of see how he was doing. And you're never looking. Obviously when they show in the pregame warm-up, somebody warming up to it's never their legs. Mm-hmm. It's always the upper body and the torso. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to start the game, everything was going exactly the way Duke needed it to go in order to win this game. FSU was shooting themselves in the foot, and you were able to have a 17-7 to lead at one point. Um, like To start that game, FSU going for two fourth downs, not getting either one of them. Uh, Travis had the weird pick six for touch, or Yeah, weird pick six. Um, but you could, uh, watching the game, you could tell that Riley wasn't, 
No, like, he like, statistically, it, it was terrible. Yeah, he was not able to move in the pocket like we've seen him, not able to use his legs, but at the same time, Duke was in this game, so you're just like, I mean, me thinking about every at Florida State futures, like, just sitting there like, oh, fuck, when are you guys going to turn it on? Uh, uh, I mean, it was tough to see Riley end up getting pulled out of that game, but at the same time, that was the right decision. It it was, but you could tell how frustrated he was. Yeah, yeah. but I understand. I understand that. But at the same time, like, good for Elko to like put your foot down and say no. Now I don't know if he knew about other things that were going on in the ACC because even despite losing this game, Duke controls their own destiny to make it a rematch against FSU. Yeah, and have Riley Leonard healthy in that game. Exactly. Um, for on the flip side for Florida State, uh, you took some serious, serious punches to begin this game. Any other Florida State team that I have watched in the last like three years under Mike Norvell would crumble. They were able to fight through it and come out with a victory. I mean, like, what more could you ask? This is. This is the problem with FSU is like when they play these super disciplined teams and shit starts going the wrong way, they crumble. This was the situation where they rise and conquered. Yeah, I'm not going to say if Riley Leonard was healthy, they would have won that football game. It would have made it a hell of a... I mean, it would have been what every single Duke game's been outside of the Clemson game because they destroyed Clemson. But the Notre Dame game... Uh, shit, what was the other game that they just or well no that that Clemson game was actually a lot closer than what I'm thinking but yeah it the Notre Dame game was close like all these games for Duke have that you're playing a better opponent have been pretty close yeah and they don't and I know it statistically wasn't good but at least when Riley was on the field Florida State had to respect the the passing threat a little bit mm-hmm. when the other kid got in there like they, they could just stack the box because we knew he couldn't throw the football. Yeah, and it, it as soon as Riley was done, you you knew the game was over. And even the live odds like jumped like significantly when they could tell he wasn't coming back in. So yeah, like you said, Duke still controls their own destiny. They have Florida State or they have Louisville this weekend, and they still get North Carolina. So Duke could still be in there, and they would get a rematch of this game with a healthy Riley Leonard. So, and then in the last of the big ones. Kyle Winningham continues though in USC. Utah 34, USC 32. Thank you, Utah, for exposing USC for the absolute frauds that they have been ever since they've hired Lincoln Riley. My God, I dude, this was like I know Ohio State beating Penn State was big. This was by far my favorite game to watch. Just because like he, I mean, it, Kyle Whittingham will never fully get the credit that he deserves. He really will not. Like Kyle Whittingham, realistically, is a top five coach in college football right now. Everyone will like, yeah, we'll put him in the top ten. No, you can't no. name five coaches better than him. No, absolutely impossible. Seriously, like what he does. At Utah is amazing. The like I know everyone looks at Iowa and like oh how they develop. Utah develops 
and does a hell of a lot better than that team in the cornfield. They like the level of like development is just different. It, it's amazing how this guy has not gotten any pub for any of the higher jobs. Because if any school hires him, he could take that team to the national championship. He's he could put, but at the same time, with what he's been doing at Utah, would it surprise you if Utah fucking with this twelve team playoff is it playing in a national championship? Especially with the move to the Big Twelve, where fuck, you might end up running that conference. I mean, yeah, like especially the defense is always loaded, and the difference between them and Iowa is for one, they plus that home field advantage is insane. Yeah, and they've won actually won Pac twelve titles. They always get somebody who's actually competent at the quarterback position, and they can actually run the football, too. I mean, USC just does not look good in just about every area. Oh, they're, they're for betting, they're in so much quit territory right now. Like, it just looked, it, like, really to boil everything down, we know Utah, oh, USC's defense isn't amazing but Kyle Winningham just completely outcoached Lincoln Riley on every aspect of the field yeah and like watching USC's offense I know it is very very good dude it just feels like they're like relying on Caleb to bail them out every single play it feels like every snap like there's no actual play it's just like run these routes and let Caleb do what he does best like they're just the offense seems off. It just seems like res- it seems like recess football. Like line up, go run routes, try to get open, and let Caleb work. It's basically what we do in my yard. It's like, hey, let's run a play, and every play streak. Yeah, yeah. Or like sometimes, or if it's not that, it'll be like some stupid comeback lateral play. Like that's all it is. It's all ad lib. But then again, for the third time in a row. Utah once again just physically dominated USC. And guess what, USC? You're not sniffing a playoff as long as Lincoln Riley is your coach. Because guess what? You're going to the Big Ten. Where just about every team's a fucking Utah. You're not doing... USC, as long as Lincoln Riley's there in the Big Ten, may end up just... A constant seven and five team. Okay, well, I will pull back on that a little bit. Nobody in the Big Ten's Utah. Besides, no, every, like oh, out physicaling you, yes, yes. But Rutgers is not beating USC. Mm. I get how they are good up front. It doesn't like the the difference between Utah and Ohio, and the teams in the Big Ten. Utah has a competent offense. There is not a lot of teams in the Big Ten with no. But offense. I'm just saying, like if. The you know what the recipe to beat USC punch them in the mouth and watch them cry in the corner. Yeah, that's all Utah does. And guess what? Iowa's gonna do that to you. Minnesota's gonna do that to you. Wisconsin's gonna do it to you. Michigan's gonna do it to you. Ohio State's gonna. Well, do yeah, it to those you. those top three are different. I don't. Well, I was. I mean, I listed off Iowa, yeah, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Like is like I don't know if Iowa's gonna be able to score thirty four points on USC. No, but they might hold USC to ten. Maybe. I I just I do not think this USC team going to the Big Ten is gonna be ready for what they're. Well, they definitely have to have a change in culture. Exactly. 
Like you better have a you better have a change in culture. You better have a change in the player that you recruit. You better have a change on defense, especially. That is the biggest part. No offense with that defense. Yeah, Iowa probably could put thirty five up. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe not this Iowa team. This Iowa team is different than like Cade McNamara, Iowa, maybe. maybe. Yes. But any other team, like Cal Caminus, I think could put 35 on this defense. Uh, fucking uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, any of those teams could put up points on this defense. We also got to think, too, next year in the Big Ten, like what happens if they play Iowa in Iowa City in November? Oh, God. Like how soft these these USC kids are and they're going to play in the cold? <laughs> I cannot wait. Like the more I think about it, like what a terrible move they decided on. Well, it's it's not even that. It's just like the culture that you have there now. It's like Oregon, I think, is going to be a great fit for the Big Ten. They're already a very— Washington will be too. Washington, UCLA even. USC, no. I feel like Lincoln Riley's going to leave. I think USC— Yeah, I've I've been—I mean, you already know what my think. is. I think he follows Caleb Granted, Granted, the Cardinals might not end up with a first-round pick or the first overall pick. Whoever is number one, if they're not like submitted on, a I don't coach. know if the. I think the Bears have somebody in their mind because the Bears have the Panthers' number one pick, and right now, that's the number one pick. Like are you saying, it's like a head coach. Yes. Who? Who do you think? Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Okay. He played for the Bears, which you'll probably also, I think, yeah. also got at the end of the year. Yes. So no, I I think there's going to be some definite changes at some of the bigger schools, but. No, I, I, I just this USC. Out of all the teams that are changing conferences next season, the four, or well, hell, even any of the other smaller schools, USC is the least prepared to make the move. Yeah, Makes your sense. culture, your culture will not fit in the Big Ten, and you will be exposed. Yes. Now let's move on to the rest of the slate here. I got a. One of the ones we got to start with here is something that kind of broke my fucking heart here. Air Force 17, Navy 6. I had the number at 11, so I pushed here. You're uh, not going to even talk. We're not even going to talk about any of the weekday games. Oh, yeah, because they, for some reason, CBS always put them at the bottom. Why do you use CBS? Because ESPN likes to just run ads during okay, your. Okay, valid. Like during when you're trying to like kind of get in everything. So let's start off. We're going to start with Friday because that's how, for some reason, they have an order. Pretty simple here. SMU 55, Temple 0. SMU is a fucking... That offense is so good. I Granted, I understand Temple is god-awful, but man, like I'm firmly getting myself on the SMU bandwagon, especially with the move to the ACC. Yep, and with I'm all, trying to figure out how I could get involved with their NIL. <laughs> they don't need help. They <laughs> no, they, don't need, the money they don't need help, but man, it's like Preston Stone is a very, very good quarterback, and... Like, I'm very excited to see what Rhett Lashley can keep doing with them. And, I mean, some of their portal players that they got are have been absolute hits for them and just keep chugging away. Just wait till this year. You see how many guys they get in the portal. Like, this offseason, with going into the ACC, mm-hmm. they're going to get some studs. Well, yeah, just about every single team that made the jump to the Big 12 took about 20 transfer players. SMU could probably do more than that. Because yeah, they will they were paying before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um Rice 42, Tulsa or 10. Just some 
absolute utter beatdown. Um, James Madison, 7-0. and They beat Marshall 20-9. to Kind of an ugly game. The start of 3-0 at half, but then JMU kind of picked it up. It so, it's such a travesty that they can't play in a bowl game or play in um, the Sunbelt title game. Yeah, no. They. I mean, obviously for us, we're rooting for Air Force to be in that New Year's Six Bowl, but JMU deserves it. They are. I think they are far and away the best power f- or group of five. See, teams. I still think it's Air Force. I think. I think it's a lot close. I think it is very close. Yeah, that I think. If they, you play they, that game, it goes fifty-fifty either it's way. Probably ten to seven. But man, score. that JMU defense is legit. Yes, in double overtime, FIU thirty-three, Sam Houston twenty-seven. Sam Houston continues to just find ways to, <laughs> to not be able to win the football game. Thank you for cashing that over for me. And yeah, I think I, I was on FIU there, so that was tough. Okay. That was good. I thought you were on Sam Houston. Fuck no. Oh, okay. No, I remember I said my basically my giant handicap was both these teams suck, and Sam Houston's destined to go in twelve. So I went to FIU. Um, New Mexico State twenty-eight, UTEP seven. Cash both of us cash. Diego Pavia's first touchdown. Yep. Play that tonight too if you listen to this in time. Yes. Um, Liberty forty-two. Middle Tennessee State, 35. Liberty, 7-0. Tonight is the big one. We'll get to the picks later Yes, for the weekday games. But uh, South Alabama, 55. Southern Miss, 3. Starting to hit that flow. Let's go, South Alabama. And then Jacksonville State, 6-2. Western Kentucky. Or, that's the record. Jacksonville State, 20. Western Kentucky, 17. And Yeah, I feel like a lot of people still think this Western Kentucky team is the team of last year. It's not. No. Not by any means. I think their passing yards that I've heard was like they're throwing for like forty less yards per game. I mean, I like I get it. Austin Reed's still there, Corley's still there, but it's just it's just not clicking as much as it used to. Now let's get to the shitty one. Air Force seventeen, Navy six. Cash that under. Under was a never in question here. <laughs> um, I thought I was gonna hit try to hit this at ten nothing the entire game, and then Navy throws a pick six. Yeah, that was tough. Right off of the receiver's head, bounces mm-hmm. right to the Navy guy. He threw two picks like that. But then, at the end of the game, Navy actually gets a backdoor touchdown where they can cover the spread here. <laughs> Down 11, they decide to go for two. Um, not really sure what the math behind that was, if it made any logical sense whatsoever. And, of course, they don't get it. That Yeah, I, I really don't know. Like you, Okay, so if you get that, it's 8-17. to 17. You still need two fucking scores. I don't. Yeah, this is, this is like you and me had the argument today at work about some of the two point conversion math, and just like for that sake, does not add up. I, I by any means. I don't get it. There is no argument you can unless make. you're going for the cover. That or, which you still would have covered if you kicked the extra point. Oh yeah, that's it right. Close the ten and a half. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. I, well, I know earlier in the year, earlier in the week, it was at ten. So, but yeah, I mean that's just that's tough. Okay, I apologize. I gave out a, I gave out ten and a half. I bet at eleven. So I we've, we've both been fucked by two point conversions when there was absolutely no reason. Remember that Eagles. Yes, Seahawks there's. Game? You know what the worst one was by far though is when the Seahawks played a Cowboys in a in a playoff game and they were down four. Mm-hmm. Instead of going for the extra point, they went for two because their kicker got hurt. Oh. And they didn't put the punter in, was J.K. Scott. Mm-hmm. I think that's who it is. I think he's from an Aussie guy. Well, it, 
Is it? Is he it, was with the Packers for a while. I okay. Think. There was somebody on the Seahawks. The the kicker, or the punter was an Aussie guy, and they were contemplating having him drop kick it. Mm-hmm. But instead, they went for two, get the two, and just blew up everybody's like two and a half tickets. Oh, like because the Cowboys are favored by two and a half. Yeah. And that was like late in the game too. Like going to cut it to two points instead of four. Having a three made no sense. Mm. Uh, Baylor 32, Cincy 29. Connor, I ran down the end of Cincy's schedule. I'm not going to go over it because they're irrelevant. They might go 2-10. and 10. Yeah, uh, me on the hot seat for betting their win total live on this show after they beat Pitt. Yeah, but it turns out Pitt sucks too. Yeah, yeah. So the transitive prop, this is the most. That's the only true transitive property. This game was so fucky. It was on one of the side screens for me because the new the new slate was actually very like like all eight games were good. Well, no, like the noon slate, like there was not many games going on. I had to fill. Well, granted, I had money on it, but I had Premier League soccer on some of the quad screens and La Liga games on because uh, I needed to fill the quad screen. At least on my Xbox. But yeah, this, I mean, there was this situation where Baylor scores, kicks off, dude brings it out, literally fumbles it to one of the uh, Baylor players, and he just walks in for a touchdown. Since I did come back and almost get this, uh, had a late touchdown, ended up getting the two point conversion. But yeah, I. Yeah. Rough. Boston College, 38. Georgia Tech, 23. Georgia Tech is the most confusing team on the face of the planet. Them and Bowling Green, who conveniently played each other, and Bowling Green bought the victory. But exactly. Don't look now. Boston College is 4-3. and three. We might, I might end up getting the over on their window. What was the total at? I think I had it at 5.5. I, I got to look it up. What if I told you? No, no, there's a path. Yeah, I got it over five and a half. There's a path. Listen to Boston College remaining schedule. There's a path. At Syracuse. They have UConn this weekend at a game. It doesn't matter for their... It's a rivalry game. doesn't matter for the ACC. But it does matter for the win total. Yes. (laughs) Home against VT. At Pitt. Win. Hosting Miami, Florida. That... That's not, not out of the realm now, of Now, we've done this with some teams that have just fallen flat on their face the very next week. But I'm just saying there's a shot. But just like looking at it, as far as ACC standpoint, your only losses are to Florida State and Louisville. That's yeah, your that's going to fuck them if they had any shot of going the ACC title game, probably. It, it does, but at the, I mean, if you got, well... I mean, if okay, you would have pulled off the upset against Florida State, yeah. that would have. Fu- I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna sit here and talk myself into Boston College. But I do think they can get. I do think they get. What's the one total? Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I do think they get that. Yeah, I think we could get that within. I mean, they're thirteen. Points. I think we could get that easily within the next three games. Yeah, and they're thirteen point favorites this weekend too against UConn. Yeah, don't fuck me. Um, Memphis fit forty five. UAB twenty one. Back and forth game to start. It was fourteen seven UAB, mm. and then Memphis just blew the doors off of them there. Yeah. It's Memphis, Tulane, SMU, SMU, and UTSA is starting to get like now that Frank Harris is back, they're starting to hit their flow. Oh my god, didn't give this one out, but basically busted every parlay I had. The money line parlays. Mississippi State 7, Arkansas 3. Holy shit. I feel disgusting for having this on one of the screens. Sam Pittman is done. 
Uh, well, Dan Enos is done now. And guess who the new offensive coordinator? You're selling on Arkansas. Well, I'm starting to buy. You know who their offensive coordinator is now? Do I know? Would I know who he is? Yes. Go ahead. I have no idea. Kenny Guyton. No shit. Yes. No He's way. The, I didn't he, know that. Yeah. I, I mean, I've followed him because he, I mean... Outside of like starters, he's been one of my favorite Ohio State quarterbacks because of what he did when Braxton was hurt those couple of games. He one of the greatest backups. In Kenny Guyton, if he was played two years ago, would be on another team like winning nine games. Yes, yes. There was, I mean, Kenny Guyton was so good he probably could have been starting for every other Big Ten school at the time. Yeah, it just wasn't the transfer portal area. Yeah, exactly. That's what really sucks. No, he, I mean, phenomenal quarterback. He was their, he, he's their wide receivers coach, so now he's taking all, uh, offensive coordinating duties. Not to go too sidetracked, me and my brother were talking about, uh, was it me and my brother? Maybe it was somebody else. I don't know who, it doesn't matter. I think it was my Uncle Dan, because he's a big OSU fan too. Mm-hmm. Just like guys that would have been awesome to watch in the transfer portal era. Like, remember five-star Justin Zwick? Mm-hmm. With when he went again, Troy Smith wins the job. Like yeah. him transferring to a group of five school and just balling out of control. Mm-hmm. Instead, their careers are nothing. Yeah, just exactly. Lifetime backups. Yeah, exactly. That's why you want to talk about the fucking transfer portal being a bad thing. No. Look at what it's doing. No, it's it's got some kinks to work out with the NIL stuff, but it is definitely so much better, especially for quarterbacks when there's one ball mm-hmm. and one only one of you on the field. Yes. Uh, Rutgers thirty one, Indiana fourteen. Rutgers is going bowling, and Greg Schiano. Was well, it should be 7-1 and one once Michigan vacates their win. Okay. <laughs> but he was having himself a time. Oh, God, that room. video of him just dancing was amazing. Like, God love Shiano. We've been Shiano men ever since he came back to Rutgers. And to, like, I know that in the COVID year, or was it the COVID year? No, it was... 20, it was the year after COVID. Well, it was because Texas A&M had to back out because of COVID that Rutgers was able. But that was a five and seven Rutgers team. We're not. We're not accepting this. We did this legit this time. Now they might not win another game. I'm not afraid of Iowa. I am not. Oh yeah, because they have played Michigan. They do play Iowa. Okay. For yeah. So the, they play Michigan. Yet. So just. Quick scan over the Rutgers schedule. Do play Ohio. You're at or home against Ohio State. You by week. Scataway. By week this week. Ohio State at Iowa. That it is tough. That it is at Iowa. But we've already seen Minnesota go in there. Um, real quick. What? What is the over under? Oh God. Does it get to the twenties? I don't know. It's gotta be close to that. I'm telling you now, people. To get a good line on this over under, you have to find it as soon as it comes out because yeah. it's immediately gonna go. Anything, anything above thirty. I'm gonna make a prediction that it as a bold take here, but I'm gonna say it gets in the twenties by closing line. It could. It'll it be twenty. I think twenty nine and a half is the closing. Number. Here's the thing, though. I do think that Rutgers' offense is better than Minnesota's. I think Wimstat's by far better than Cal Kamani. For his clean 39 yards I <laughs> in this game. Does not matter. Um, but, yeah, so you're at Iowa, at Iowa. You're at Penn State. You have Rutgers, or you have Maryland coming to Rutgers. Yeah, they can win that game. I think that I think they could, at the best, two more wins. 
If not, you're six and six. Yeah, I think, or I think, they, and you're built. You're building towards something. Yeah, now you don't have to play Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan every single year. Now, granted, you might yes. have UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon, but but you could beat USC. Well, guess we'll see next year. That's just so stupid. Freaking USC traveling to Piscataway. I love it. Um, Oklahoma thirty-one, UCF twenty-nine. Holy I, crap! I'm going to say this right now. I had a seventeen and a half here, but obviously I'm rooting for UCF to win this football game. Yes. What the fuck was that two-point conversion call? <laughs> we have an epidemic in college football of coaches not knowing what to call on fourth down. We'll get to another one. Granted, that was the quarterback's fault. But what are you talking about? One four down. They're going for two. The, the game that we were both on. We'll get to it. Yes. But I'm saying on this. But no, no, I'm just saying in this one. Yes, this was a terrible call by Gus Malzahn. Just you can't get like I understand people want to get cute on two point conversions because you only have one shot. There is being too cute. Oh yeah. Granted, I understand. If he had it, uh, I forget who it was that was throwing it, but if he had one more second, the wide receiver was had just met, had his break on the out and was ahead of the corner, but still, like you can't be doing double passes. Okay, my mantra when you go for two. Every single time you have an athletic quarterback, roll. Is roll the fucking quarterback out. He can run you it. Start on the far hash. Yes, and then you roll right or left, whichever preference is better for your quarterback. Give him the most amount of space to run, and you just—I mean, granted, I understand the worry is that then you get too ma- too many bodies going to that w- direction. But you know what you have in that? You have a tight end that just leaks out, or you have a shot. Yes. You could at least, especially with a guy like Plumley, who is capable of putting his shoulder into somebody and getting the first down, too. Mm-hmm. And also, you've been running the football in them all the entire game. But, uh, anyways, like Oklahoma, I still think is possibly frauds. Possibly. Would you Maybe say? Maybe the whole Big 12. I think is they are by far the biggest frauds of a 7 0 team. Yes. Easily. Possibly. I don't know who you'd even consider if it wasn't for them being a rival. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm just not completely cheating sold. Asi- cheating aside, I wouldn't be sold on Oklahoma by any means. No, but I'm not. I also will say UCF did play like the game of their lives, and probably you know, Chody could throw the football a little bit. Yeah, something I yeah. didn't think he could do. OU twenty, Western Michigan seventeen. A little worried about OU, dude. Yeah, the offense is just not. It's just not clicking. No, like the it, stats look good, but they're not getting the points they need. They settle for a lot of field goals, but we're still winning. That's all that matters. They are. They are Just win, one. baby. Big one this weekend. Um, Bowling Green 14, Akron, or 41, Akron 14. Akron's Jesus. dead. They're just dead. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I kind of threw myself into them. I have their win total three and a half. That's completely dead, especially when, D, when I knew DJ Irons got... They had games they could have won earlier in the year that they just blew it. Temple. Blew it against Temple. Could have beat Indiana. But when DJ Irons was over, it's... It's the seat. It's a wrap there. Uh, Charlotte ten, ECU seven. I had Charlotte I, six and a half. This was a very very ugly game. I had the under. Yeah, that was easy. Um, yeah. Mike Houston's dead. ECU's one and six. I mean, but here's the thing: like, you lost a lot. From I know. Last season, but ECU's fans are a little. 
they they're like the group of five Texas. I feel like who just feel like they have to win eight games every year. I get that, and they've kind of but isn't the quarterback that they're starting like one of the highest rated recruits that they've ever gotten? Yeah, he's been benched because he's terrible. I think his name's Stommer. Stommer, yeah. yeah, he's not good. Um, Georgia Southern thirty-eight, ULM twenty-eight. ULM's a covering machine. They don't win. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Wasn't it like thirty-one to seven at one point? Yes, and then they just basically let ULM right back yeah. in the game. Um, Buffalo twenty-four, Kent State six. One of my wins this weekend. Just keep. I'm just gonna keep doing it till it runs out. Just keep fading Kent State. They are very, very bad. Uh, Ball State twenty-four, Central Michigan seven. And then Northern Illinois, 20, Eastern Michigan, 13. Eastern Michigan was in this game the entire way. Yeah. And blew right at the end. And then Yeah, Northern Illinois. Uh, add them to the list of teams that I don't know what the fuck. And some other, we'll get to some bad calls this weekend, but I don't know if anyone was bigger than this one. Minnesota, 12, Iowa, 10. Cooper DeGene runs the ball back. After I came out, Iowa defense and special teams touchdown at Plus seven fucking hundred. Dude, I was well, watching. Preface what happened first. So, Iowa or Minnesota's punting, as as what always happened in this game. Uh, ball's going to the sideline. Uh, Cooper DeGene is running over there. Ball bounces, grabs it, breaks or eludes like three defenders, just keeps going, works his way across the field. Scores a touchdown, making it 12 to 16 at the time. Still needed the extra point. And I mean, Iowa, like the crowd was going ballistic when he, as he's returning it, because you're watching it and you're like, he's going to take this back. He's going to take this back. And he took it all the way back. You see bottles flying everywhere in the crowd. Everybody's just going absolutely ballistic. Uh, referees decide to review the play. They were more reviewing to see, make sure if he stepped out of bounds. Because it was r- literally right by the sideline. He never stepped out of bounds. But they make the dumbass call of saying that he, uh, of an invalid fair catch, because if you watch the video, as Cooper is running to get the ball, he's pointing at the ball. As most returners do to let his players know, hey, the ball is right there. And he's making a circle motion with his arm. His arm never goes above his head, which is what the call is supposed to be for a fair catch. But they rule it invalid because of the circle motion that he was making. Thus, making a fair catch, taking the points off the board. Thusly, Iowa ends up losing the game. Which for one, as soon as they took the points off the board, I knew there was no chance. Yeah, uh, yeah, you knew they yeah, weren't going. Down yeah, the once, well, like once that happened, like you should have been hammering Minnesota money line because there was no way that I was. I like I understand. <laughs> does suck. I did have. I did place the bet on the plus fifteen hat, fifteen hundred, no touchdown, and they do score a touchdown. But I mean, but look here. Here's the big thing: is somebody pulled up every other punt in that game. And there's like three or four of them. He's doing the exact same motion. It was not called. It was it was simply because they reviewed it to see if he stepped out of bounds and saw that. Because guess what? A fair catch is not a reviewable uh, challenge or anything like that. You cannot review a fair catch. But be, but because they were reviewing it, they made this stupid call. Like this, just 
absolutely asinine that that didn't cash. I feel I honestly feel bad for Iowa fans. Oh yeah, and yeah. they and I think they had every right that after that call that they started launching shit onto the field. Yeah, it's I mean a player safety kind of thing. You don't want to see anybody get hurt, eh. but yeah, um, just hit a cheerleader. Obviously, we're from the state where fans threw glass beer bottles onto the field Shout at referees, me. and that's why you can no longer buy bottled glass bottle beer at football games. Yeah, and then the infamous co- quote, you're not from Cleveland. Like, dude, I mean, those fans are ruthless, dude. I had a beer thrown at me when I was fucking seven years old. Oh, say, dude, yeah. I don't want to hear shit. Try going to Rock on the Range back in the years where they had the bottles, and we would liter- there would literally be in the pit war, and, like, the pit is divided. That That's, like, the walkway for artists and stuff like that. So you have fans on our fans on this side, fans on this side. They would literally get into bottle throwing competitions just back and forth. And it's just like, it's like a fucking non- civil war where they all stand and wait for the other team to shoot. Just nonstop barrage of just wave of nonstop bottles. But that's what you did in between band sets. I, I, I'll never understand it, but I'm glad you enjoy that, buddy. Oh, it was fun. I um, got blasted. I've gotten blasted by something. Like a glass bottle. No, it wasn't. No, these weren't glass plastic okay but still okay yeah it's still not good no no because you get hit with a fucking half full bottle of mountain dew that does not feel good no and i mean it's a waste of of like 15 dollar beer yeah have you ever had a buddy try to break a glass bottle over their head no it's the dumbest thing in the world one of my friends did it and literally his whole head just had shards of glass in it. no because the only person i know that's probably dumb Me. enough to do it to you. No, i was involved with it i said he wouldn't do it he did it and <laughs> There's no like, Clunk. it's exactly, no. well, for one, I'm like, if you don't hit this hard enough, it's not going to break and it's going to really hurt. Yes. He just smashes it. And there's just itty bitty like brown Budweiser glass just shards and his head's just bleeding. Like, My head hurts. <laughs> it's just blood <laughs> coming down. That's how you have fun in Ashley, Ohio, basically. Oh, God. Trashly. Um, moving on here. Tulane 35, North Texas 28. Tulane was up most of this game. North Texas scores 21 in the third. Kind of buttons it up a little bit. But but did help me cash that over. Tulane gets the win there. Uh, Nebraska finds himself right back in the mix in the Big Ten West. Nebraska's going to fuck around and end up winning the West. I did see... <laughs> Matt Rule is having the last four coaches the best season through seven games so thus far of like the last four Nebraska coaches. Combined? In, in their first seven <laughs> games. Well, maybe because Scott Frost was at one and six. Yes. But no, this is they're ahead of schedule for a Matt Rule-style football team. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I still at the same time feel like there is a cap to now in this age what Nebraska can be. But he looks like he's starting to get Nebraska. He's getting the culture right. If you get that culture right and you start getting some not eight nine one seasons, they got the money to pay. No, I agree, but I still I still think it's uh, even with money. There every every school has money. That's the problem. It's still very hard, even when you're flashing cash for a kid to come to Lincoln, Nebraska. Those kids need to, like, Nebraska and schools like that need to take, like, the Iowa blueprint and kind of, it'd be hard to replicate what Winningham's doing, but do not try to turn yourself into this, like, spread it out. No, you have to be physical. Yes. Basically copy what Utah is doing. Well, no, you're basically asking Nebraska to be what they were in the past. Be this physically dominant team. Granted, you were doing it with steroids, but... 
at the, that's besides the point but <laughs> but at the same time like that's what you need to be that's what that's what every team in the big 10 needs like you need if if you try like it, it it's what's gotten ohio state in trouble the last two years you try to be this finesse team and now days made the switch like you we need to be physically dominant like like we talked about with usc it's why that culture is not going to work yep god damn cody why are you fading a gunny two weeks in a row oklahoma state 48 west virginia 34 connor wins the battle here country road man that was a freaking up and down football game i mean it was a great game really good football game obviously Gordon, 282 yards, four touchdowns. Dog. Just That was one of the giant differences and the fact that Oklahoma State scored 17 points off turnovers and Oklahoma State only turned it over one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the name of the player for Oklahoma State, but literally had the smoothest uh, Oh, the linebacker. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember his name. It but. looked like he stripped it and got it. Mm-hmm. It was just a regular like wrap-up tackle, and then next thing you know, the Oklahoma State guys got the ball. I'm like, what the fuck happened? They show the replay. He punches it. It bounces straight off the ground right into his arms, mm-hmm. and he just walked it off like it was nothing. And I was like, what, what the fuck just happened? West Virginia had momentum and was driving, and that killed every single bit of them. Um, just like I said, people, remember what happens when me and Cody fuck battle. Fuck you. Um, let's go back two weeks ago when I found the path to West Virginia to win the Big 12. <laughs> Houston kills him with the Hail Mary, and then Oklahoma State is the new Dare. West Virginia where we might be able to Yeah, Oklahoma path. State might have a path. But like you alluded to, when they switched to Alec Bowman full-time. Well, no, it's not even that. It's the stop the stupid ship of playing three fucking quarterbacks in a game. Yeah, what I'm saying, like they stuck to him and just him. Yeah. I under, well, no, I understand why Gundy did that because one of the quarterbacks is his son and probably wants to make his wife happy. Yeah, he promised he, he promised Mama there that he would get a little bit of playing time. Um, but no, I, I legit think Oklahoma State is there. We'll get to Texas later. They with that injury to Ewers, like they have an outside shot of getting there. Um, Wake Forest 21, Pitt 17. Did you watch the end of this game, dude? Want to talk about terrible fishing, dude? That. This is another one of the shitty that of the like the the rule on a slide where the player is down needs to be fucking changed. It is just absolutely stupid. Like I, I just seeing some of the screenshots. Like he's good couple inches past the line when he starts going down, and yet they mark it like two yards back. It's just it's just. To preface that, they could have ran the clock out, but essentially it was short of the first down there. And Wade gets the ball and goes down and scores and wins the game at the end. Yeah, after benching Griffs. Um, I will say, I did see on Twitter, is this payback for the fake slide? Kenny Pickett pulled against Wake Forest. Could be. Could be. Two years later, here's the makeup call. Because that was against Wake Forest. Yeah, it just, yeah, the one thing was that game was in the ACC championship. This is two shit teams. Yes. <laughs> uh, Missouri just. Keeps on rolling seven to one, beats South Carolina thirty four to twelve. Um, I'm really excited for when they play. Yeah, thank uh, thank you, Mizzou, for deciding to show up to get my over South Carolina. Where the fuck you at? Yeah, I feel bad for Spencer Rattler. Dude, dude, just running for his life the entire game. Uh, he he probably has the worst power five offensive line. Yeah, it's probably by a significant margin. Um, fun game that I had some money on here: South Florida twenty four, UConn twenty one. 
UConn one and six. Something I didn't I didn't bet on any side of this. I just did not see this coming after the momentum they built last year. I mean that's that's the fucking ebbs and flows of college football. They were in every game, but just they can't find a way to win them. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon thirty four, Washington State twenty four. Washington State gets backward backdoor cover right at the end there. Cover this. Yeah, just like last year. This was a close game for the majority of the game though. Mm-hmm. And then Oregon gets a little bit of lead, and then Washington State buttons it up a little bit at the end. Yeah, tough for my wazoo. This Cougars. one's going to hurt you, I know for sure. I uh, had another buddy on this as well. Wisconsin 25, Illinois 21. <sighs> 18 points by Wisconsin in the second half. Dude, this or was, the fourth quarter, my bad. This was looking so fucking easy. I had the under in this game. I had Illinois money line. Dude, this was looking so fucking good. And... Just like this, like that collapse, the Iowa Minnesota collapse at the end, and then the fumble of Tennessee, like right all in the same pan, same like couple minutes, and it just completely fucked that three o'clock slate for me. Yeah, uh, it's kind of shocking. Wisconsin, obviously, big one this weekend. We'll see, but definitely live now, especially with the Iowa loss in Big Ten West. Yeah, but you want to talk about shit officiating. Let's get to this game. Texas 31, Houston 24. Obviously, Quinn Ewers goes down with the shoulder injury. Malik I, Murphy has to take over. I believe he's out for like a it, significant it's a, time, it, right? Um, they're saying at least a couple weeks, but it, like as far as like the couple, who knows how long that could actually be. Did you watch the end of this game? Yeah, I had it on, but also I can't like because Texas jumped out 31 to like seven. I think, or what? No, 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 no. This was a game. Oh, it was? I thought, okay, well, oh, it was, I'm pretty sure Texas was up 21-something at one point, and I just, like, it was on the screen, but I wasn't paying as much attention to it. The end of the game, Houston is driving with the minute. No, 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 this, I'm very well, yeah, no, when it started getting close was when I started paying more attention to it. No, even as somebody who has futures all over well i shouldn't say futures all over texas as somebody who has like playoff future for texas like that was a terrible was this donovan smith i can't remember now donovan smith the first time markers at the 10 i think he gets to the eight Mm -hmm. and they mark him short yes and i had this game on sound and you can listen to the announcers the announcers like whoa 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 that's not where the line is and then if you watch it the ref has the line to game he has it at the nine then as he's walking up to the spot, shifts back to the right and moves it behind the line of scrimmage. Now, granted, Dana Horgerson calls some bullshit pass when you've been running the ball all damn game on the fourth and one, and they mm-hmm. don't get it. But that should have been a first and ten, first and goal at the eight-yard line. Now, let me was... tell you right now, if Houston scores a touchdown there, it was a 50-50 game because they were going for two. Mm-hmm. And they got completely screwed out of that football game. No, abs- absolutely. Like, these uh, these officials. This was the worst week of officiating. Yes. I haven't honestly had a lot of complaints up until this point. Like, there's been times, but it seems like it's not been too bad. This week was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm agreeing with... And a lot of these didn't even go my way or were games I wasn't even betting on. Yeah, exactly. Like, I did not have money on Texas-Houston no. whatsoever, but I had it on, I was watching it, and just, yeah, that was terrible. Um, Toledo 21, Miami 17. I think Miami-Ohio was in this game at the end. They come, they come back. Um, Toledo jumped up 21-3, to but as early in the comeback, um, Gabbard goes down with, did he break his leg? 
I don't know if we know exactly. It looked like he broke his leg. Yeah, it it did not look good. Immediately had to put on the air cast and even bring like the ambulance out onto the field to load him up. Like he was still like in good spirits like when they were loading him up. But yeah, um, just just tough for Miami team that was like still like probably one of the three best teams in the MAC. And I still think they are. I think they just really got off to a slow start. Second half, they dominated the second half. Yeah. 14-0. They had a chance to win the game at the end with the backup come in and just a fumble in the end kind of cost Yeah, I feel bad for the kid because he was just trying to – like the opportunity was there and he was trying so hard but just had the ball and I'm pretty sure somebody just came yeah. in and like smacked it out of his hand. Yeah, just – um, New Mexico 42, Hawaii 21. Brent Shager showed up for this game. Hawaii's defense did, did not. It was 28. They gave 28 points in the blink of an eye. Um, UTSA 36, FAU 10. Uh, yeah, UTSA is a completely different beast when Frank Harris is playing. Absolutely. And then the game that nobody expected at all. The team that we anointed the worst Power 5 school <laughs> in the country. Virginia the 31. Team, the team that we loved last season. North Carolina 27. Jesus Christ. At home. North Carolina loses 25 and a half point dogs or favorites at home. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have, I did not have any eyes on this no. whatsoever until the end. Yeah, I turned it on at the very end of the game. Because I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. It's like it's like oh they'll they'll end up pulling away. It's Virginia. They'll end up pulling away. Nope. This is the fucking week too for Drake May to pull. Oh, put his name possibly right as the Caleb. number. Yeah, as QB one. And what does he do? They lose to Virginia. That is such a Mac Brown loss if I've ever seen one, and that has completely shifted everything that we thought would have played out in the ACC and that is that second spot is wide wide open now. Yeah, I mean credit to credit, credit Virginia, to though. Virginia. Tony Musket played this, this especially after everything that this team has been through. Mike Hollins like survived one of those gunshots and he's out here scoring three fucking touchdowns to beat UNC like one of your rivals too. Exactly. Like congratulations to Virginia. I'm really hoping that this could give you some sort of momentum. Yes. Um, so bowl eligible, though. Or potentially two and five. Yeah, two Just and five. ride it out. Yeah, two and five. Let's see the rest of it. They're at Miami. They host Georgia Tech. Like it win Georgia <laughs> Tech. They play your Louisville Cardinals. They won on that one. They're, That's they, ho- they host Duke, and then you have the rivalry game against yeah, Virginia. Yeah, not a chance in hell they're making it, but good. Well, I think they could get. I think they could go. I I'm pretty sure their win total was three and a half, wasn't it? Or was yes, it three? they can. They can. I think they could. I think anybody who has their win total, this could help get you that cash. Granted, Virginia Tech who the still. Fuck was betting that over. I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't There's bet either two, side, but. That's just something I wouldn't. I didn't. The my big thing on Virginia is I leaned over. We talked about it, but I didn't want to play it just because of what happened. Yeah, I'm, we. I'm we, not making ten like, bucks it, off that. Like when we were talking, I'm pretty sure if I pulled up, like in spirit, we're rooting for the over, but we're staying away. Yeah. Um. Old Dominion twenty eight, App State twenty one. Old Dominion's they're not bad. I well, I'll tell you what. App State may be bad. Like I don't know if that coach us. Probably not, especially how good the Sun Belt's going to be. App State, like, coming into the season, like, they have been consistently, consistently good. Granted, even last year with probably your best team with Chase, like, you still, like, I'm pretty sure their win total was nine and you didn't even make a bowl. 
Yeah. So. Um, UNLV 25, Colorado State 23. I had plus 320, Colorado State money line outright. They take the lead with under a minute left, and UNLV finds a way to come down the field, score a touchdown. It's a mm-hmm. heartbreaker. UNLV just 6-1. and one. Still yeah. have beaten nobody, but 6-1. and one. Yep. Um, Coastal Carolina 27, Arkansas State 17. Joan Rayner played out, played his ass off, but they just really couldn't get a stop. Um, Coastal still like somewhat alive now, still in the Sun Belt. Um, Auburn or Ole Miss twenty eight, Auburn twenty one. Um, yeah, this uh, I didn't. This is ugly. It was. It was like nothing. I really wanted to watch. I'm gonna talk about ugly though. Kansas State forty one, TCU three. Kansas State. I think right now, if you told me who I like to win the Big Twelve, I still think it would be Kansas State. Potentially, I don't want to get crazy. Potentially, but I think after they lost to who was their other loss? They lost Oklahoma to Missouri. State and Mizzou. Yes, Oklahoma State very much a spot. Mm-hmm. And look at them now; they look good. Yes, and Missouri six and one. Yeah, like, and I mean that was on a record field goal. Yeah, so. and like they beat the break now. TCU, I get it was Hoover's first start on the road, but that forty-one to three is that's a statement win. Mm-hmm. And then the game that saved my life, TC, or BYU twenty-seven, Texas Tech fourteen. That was I ended up putting a bunch of units on that because I needed to make some up. Um, luckily, that that one that was basically took all my eyes on the yeah, Saturday I was, games. I, I had to have it on, like I had to make sure my quad screen on YouTube TV had that game so that I could monitor like your well-being. It was uh, it was ugly. Just again, playing in Provo is just a very very tough place to play. Um, San Jose State forty two, Utah State twenty one. San Jose State, the Wagon. best three and five team in the country. I'll be uh, the, this three and five teams going bowling. I think they do too. Um, LSU sixty two, Army zero. Connor cashes the over <laughs> by a fucking miracle. Uh, who was it? Oh yeah, Trey Holly sixty seven yard touchdown run with 40 seconds left to cash that over because it was we're sitting at 55 i mean that that's gambling baby yeah yeah you you, sometimes you get those those ones make i was hoping for actually something from army's offense but once once i heard that the quarterback was i'm like i'm fucked situations like that make you realize like the bad beats aren't so bad shout out to Jaden daniels 11 for 15 279 yards three touchdowns michigan 49 michigan state zero just michigan state sucks that's my story of it or or michigan had the signs then maybe they did 49 nothing just utter utter no it was funny though that uh well, well, no, we have something else to talk about this game. But it was funny that uh, Michigan was not giving out any signs. The quarterback was literally going to the sideline to get the call and then running back. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> um, Yeah, uh, you know what uh, Michigan had one more of than uh, points? Hmm. Pictures of Hitler on your scoreboard. Of Michigan State? Yes, Michigan yeah, State. I saw that. Not a good. That was a trivia. It was a trivia question. Like on a you, yeah, it's like one of the one, trivia things that bars would throw on that's on YouTube. But yeah, just having a giant picture of Hitler on your fucking big screen. Not a good look, especially after you had the Larry Nasser situation and your the coach. Mel Tucker situation. 
playing with himself talking to a sexual assault advocate. <laughs> Allegedly. But not a good look. No, no. And, What's well, next? not e- not even that. Just like the state of America where we are at with like like Jews have been like going through it lately and you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, when Israel's literally under attack right now. Exactly. Like just, I hope whoever I don't care if it's a student, he needs fucking fired immediately. Could you imagine having the like they issued like an apology while getting their asses handed to them by Michigan. Was it like it was mid game? Oh, what was the, the guy oh. like? Um, I'm a man of faith. No, and Blake Corum runs it for sixty yards. It's a touchdown. And no, again, it was it was. Sorry. I'm pretty sure it was just a tweet out or something oh, like that. I wanted or a re- freaking Cassiano situation. Just released a message, but yeah, I mean, who who had that on the bingo card that? Michigan has more showing of Hitler on their big board than points. That's I saw that. I'm like, oh my god! I literally tweeted out. I'm like, this has to be fake, right? Yeah, dude. There's there's a guy that I follow on Twitter who put out a post after something happened in Michigan, like right when they were paying the, the cheeseburger situation with Jim yeah. Harbaugh, and it had all these coaches. For Michigan State's like never had anything here, and then Mel Tucker drops this bullshit fucking happens, and the same guy that he was arguing with just literally every other day just puts it back on Twitter. I'm like, dude, just delete the tweet. Like, get it out of your face. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Miami 28, Clemson zero or zero twenty in overtime. I'll tell you what, fuck Clemson, they stink. But Miami, Florida, and Bar- should be firing Mario Cristobal. Did you see the end of this fucking game in the fourth quarter? Uh, trying to think of what, what... They got the ball back with a minute left on their own 40 with one timeout and ran the clock out. Oh, yes, yes, Did yes. not even attempt to win this game. Now no, I get it. No. Your backup quarterback is in. Yeah, that was... that. Now I know what you're talking about. So yeah, you, that you won't was... try to win the game, but you'll hand the ball off when you can knee it? Like, what makes any fucking well, sense? Well, no, he, he... I mean, you got... Well, shit, you should be worried about fucking handing the ball off if you're Miami, too. It would have been funnier if you just wanted to knee the clock out. Like you guys wanted me to knee. There you go. But like you legit only need. Yeah. Well, you want to know how they won this game because you didn't need to kneel it out. That is true. Because like aside from that play, Cade, what the fuck are you doing trying to play hero ball? You are a first time starter. Dude, you cannot be playing hero ball with the level of talent that Clemson has, the level of aspirations that Clemson has. You cannot be doing that when the play is to hand it off to probably one of the best running backs in the nation. You fucking hand I it off. I will say, Will, will Shipley, Shipley scoring. Did not have a good day today. No, he did. Or he, Saturday. He didn't have his best game. But guess what? When you let that play happen... He's walking into yeah, the fucking. Yeah, there was a ginormous hole. I don't now, know and I understand it was not the edge player that ended up making the play. It was the linebacker that was, I pretty sure, was spying Cade. Just makes a great play. Had Cade said he had all this open field, and also shout out to my favorite coach Dabo making a fucking suicide joke. You piece of shit. I didn't see that. He was. They were asking about his. Uh, uh, sports psychologist, and he said, "Oh yeah, he's probably on suicide watch." Fuck you, dude. I I am I hate this dude more than any fucking coach, and that's, my fucking arch rival literally cheats. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, especially when you're out here being the 
god image and likeness bullshit. No, not even like, that. Coming into like the week this week saying like, "Oh, well maybe we need to lose some games to lighten up this bandwagon." Dude, you're terrible. He's just so corny. If he this is. dude didn't have two national titles, like the, the the amount of joke he would be would be hot. like he already kind of is. He's turning into it. We're seeing the collapse of the dynasty. Especially like why do they want to join the Big 10 either? Like you're not ready. Mm-mm. You're not ready to go into that gauntlet. Uh-uh. Um, or hell, they were even rumored to go to the SEC. Guess what? You're probably being barely a 500 team. Georgia State 20, Louisiana Lafayette 17. Georgia we'll State, say six and one. Had Georgia Georgia State money line was one of my plays. Jump out to a 20 to seven lead going into halftime, and then kind of let Louisiana. I will say Louisiana Lafayette is not a bad team. No, they are not frisky as fuck. But yes. Georgia State, fucking love this team. Did not even have no recollection of this game at all. Nevada six. I, 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 this is the first this time I've seen this, this score, and, and I probably see, for good fucking. And week. I stayed up to. I even watched the end of the only Washington field goals. game. Dude, they didn't score. Oh my god! So it there was, was no points in the second half. Exactly. The the last point was scored right before halftime. Good win for Nevada. Getting on the board there with their first one of the season. That's San Diego State. Fuck, dude. God damn. I'm still pissed Ohio lost. I mean, they should be 2-6 and right now because they would have lost at OU game. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one just made no sense. We'll save that one to last. Let's get this one out of the way. UCLA 42, Stanford 7. So what was up with Dante Moore? Was he hurt? I don't think so. Probably just like, I don't know. That was half my fucking handicap. Was bitching about him playing on the road. Then Ethan Barbers comes up here and fucking lights the world on fire. Well, then they ended up putting Dante in a little bit, but yeah, I I, I don't know what was going on, but uh, yeah, uh, I own you for now. Um, St- Ashton Daniels played a good game today. I still think he's a good quarterback. Just literally couldn't run the ball. And Carson Steele, dude, my best friend Carson. I didn't know it was his birthday. I did because it was um, his friend. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea it was his birthday. <laughs> yeah. If I would have known it was his fucking birthday, I would have been hammering his anytime he is touchdown. The perfect running back for UCLA. And like, he's a Midwest dude, but he looks like a fucking Cali bro. Yes, hundred percent. And then this one, just what what? Arizona State seven, Washington fifteen. Yeah, I mean, uh I guess this was this I wanna give Arizona State some credit because no matter who the fuck they play. It's a close game. I I don't know what uh, they're doing there, but they're they're somehow in games every single fucking week. It does not matter if they're playing USC, Utah, Washington, uh, whoever. Southern Utah. They almost lost. Um, But I guess maybe, like, this could have been, like, a little bit of a spot from Washington, like, Riding off, riding out of the high of that Oregon game. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Here's the big thing here that just made no sense to me. Fourth and one from Washington's 11. Arizona State is up seven. It's seven, They're up seven to six from on Washington's 11. It's fourth and one. Instead of kicking the phone going up four and making Washington score a touchdown, which they haven't scored an offensive touchdown the entire game. Now, Preface, this is with eight minutes left in the game. They decide to go for it, and Washington gets a pick six, runs it back 89 yards to take the lead, and that was basically the football game. 
It made absolutely no sense. You take the points there. If they take the points there, and it's ten to six, like what? What are we to? Be- how are we to believe that Washington is going to go down there and score? There was already forty minutes of this game gone by, and there was no, no t- offensive touchdowns. Now I will say, like this is by far the worst game that we have seen from Penix in a Washington uniform. Uh, what was it? Lost one fumble, two, two picks. picks. Just, I mean, when you're doing that against any opponent, it's like you're not going to win like that. But somehow you ended up pulling out this win thanks to miracle INT return for a touchdown. But, yeah, uh, hopefully this was like the wake up, smack in the mouth that Washington needed. Like, you're not king shit just because you beat Oregon. Like, you still have games to play. Um, go ahead with a look ahead for week nine. Unfortunately, neither of us will have a lot of eyes on the games because we have a nope. wedding Saturday. Um, shout out JR. Uh, so just like quick look ahead. Obviously tonight we got Liberty at Western Kentucky. I know that's like lost a little bit of its luster because Western Kentucky is not as good as they were last season, but it's still going to be a good game. Thursday we have a great game, possibly a battle between the two of us. Georgia State oh, at Georgia Southern. I am not. I can't. I can't continue to back this Georgia Southern team. Um, we do have oh, on starting the games on Saturday. Oklahoma at Kansas, Clemson at NC State. That game just got a lot more interesting. Uh, Georgia versus Florida uh, down in Jacksonville. We call it the biggest cocktail party. Yeah. Oregon at Utah. Duke at Louisville. That's, I mean, you're just so split down the middle with it. Yeah, so the line's four right now. To me, that says that Riley's not playing in this game as of right now. He's day-to-day. But that there, I don't think that Vegas thinks Louisville's a one-point favorite over Duke with Riley Leonard or neutral. But So keep an uh, eye on that before you start hammering the bets. Uh, Miami of Ohio at Ohio. Mm-hmm. Battle of Ohio. Possibly. At least in the Mac. Yes. Um, and they're in the no, same. They're in the no same way. Division. We still have Toledo. God they're damn still it. In the, they're in the same division too. So whoever wins this game's got the upper hand in the. I don't know what side they're on, but. Well, granted, Miami just suffered. Like, I know, but if they get, yeah. they'll have the tie. No, no, no. You're right. Well, no, they're tied because OU lost to Northern Illinois. Oh yeah, they that's right. One loss. So this will this will be for sole possession, first place. Damn it. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette at South Alabama gonna be a good game. Uh, Marshall at Coastal Carolina, Tennessee at Kentucky, Troy at Texas State, Oregon State at Arizona, and finishing it off with probably going to be a bit of a blowout, but I still think it's going to be a good game, UNLV at Fresno State. Did you not have Arizona and Oregon State, or did I just miss that? I literally, that was literally oh, the I last one I said. I missed it. I was looking at the slate for, do you have anything for the week? I'm not going to lock any of these up, but I'll give you some lanes. I only have one play. I'm not worried about tonight. It's not going to be out before anybody can listen. Well, I mean, I'm on New Mexico State money yeah. line and uh, Ron Diego first touchdown. Yes. Uh, I Give me the Georgia State, Georgia Southern over. It's uh, I don't know what it's at right now. I got at sixty two and a half. As long as it's under that sixty three, I think this is a good play. Uh, let me pull up scores and odds just to see where we are at. Load faster, damn it! Hey, Fanduel. By the way, let me have my fucking account back. 
I'm going to keep hammering this. Oh, God. I got a great number. Now it's, uh, I mean, if you could get on FanDuel, they got still have it at 63 and a half. I mean, I still think even at that, it's still good. But, I mean, we're at 63s and 64s. Should have gotten it when I saw it. Yeah, for, uh, do you have anything else? That's that's it as far as, like, during the week. Quick leans. Um, I think I would lay it with Jacksonville State. Like, I haven't dived into any of these. So, I would lean them, lay the eight points against FIU. I, the UTEP-Sam Houston game, I don't want to touch. I will end up touching it. Like, that's just ugly. Shit. Don't touch it too much. Um, I like VT over Qs. Ever since they switched to Chiron Drones, like, VT has actually looked a lot better. Yeah, and it's we're starting to hit that, like, wall that Syracuse And it's also in. a Thursday night in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, well, it's not going to come out in time, but I'm on the under for Liberty in yeah. Western Kentucky tonight. I will say one spot, Georgia State, that was their first ever win over Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So maybe I am talking myself into Georgia Southern late in the one and a half. I don't know. And then Friday, real quick, I think I would lay the points with FAU. I think Charlotte stinks. Charlotte won their first. Oh, God, yeah. Charlotte won their first I, I guess game I've, over an FBS school. So right, I would I mean, it by no means should it have happened. Uh, what is it? Oh, oh God, that, that spread's only that low. Yeah, I don't get what they think FAU is only a one point. Or no, they think, no, I did the math wrong. They say they would be a touchdown better than Charlotte, I think it's a lot better. Yeah. Even though Bitpoji's been kind of proven. They've been very competitive. They're just not winning football games. No. But again, we got a big they got a big slate this weekend. Um, unfortunately we do the recap next week. We will be re watching most of the games, it won't be in real time. But we're still gonna have a bunch of picks out and we're gonna I'm gonna bounce back this week. Connor, thanks for holding the fourth down as I much didn't as, hold it down as by much, much as you can. Well you 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 kept us afloat. <laughs> Still, we're still at, I did the math, we're hitting 59, it's like 59.2%, which is still very good. I drop, but I do feel, it does feel shitty when I drop this under 60. Well, I mean, I did a couple weeks ago, so. All right, until we will see you guys, we'll shoot for Friday. Oh, no, we have to do it Thursday this week. Have to do it Thursday. It'll be out Thursday night. All right, we're out of here. Peace.